1: We are currently in the middle of a scandal of biblical proportions, and yet it's pretty quiet on the Western Front. The Watergate of our time is happening right now, and like most scandals, it began with a mundane event, a MacBook Pro computer repair shop in uh, Wilmington, Delaware had a computer that just wasn't being picked up on that waterlogged computer. There were 11 gigabytes of damning information, 22,000 emails ranging from 2009 to 2019. In October of 2020, mere weeks before the presidential election between Trump and Biden, the New York Post published a smoking gun article exposing the whole scandal. Almost immediately, within a couple of days, 51 former senior intelligence officials, including John Brennan, released a statement saying that the New York Post reporting had all of the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. The only problem with that statement is it's reversed. The 51 people were the disinformation. Big tech platforms blocked people from sharing the stories, citing that it was hacked material, even though it wasn't. It led to a coordinated suppression of the story, brushing it off as a conspiracy theory and Russian disinformation campaign. Twitter locked New York Post's account for two weeks before the election. NPR proudly told their audience they didn't want to waste their time on stories that aren't really stories. Really? The entire media parroted this. This looks like your classic disinformation campaign could actually be part of Russia's latest and very massive disinformation campaign in the U.S. presidential election. A a Russian hack and dump operation. A Russian operation.
0: That is Russian misinformation. U.S. authorities are seeing if those emails we just talked about are connected to an ongoing Russian
1: disinformation effort.
0: This is a Russian misinformation campaign. A classic example of the right-wing media machine.
1: The right-wing is going crazy with uh, all sorts of allegations uh, about biden and his family too disgusting to even repeat here unbelievable so that's what they did and then last month i think it was on paragraph 24 the new york times quietly admitted oh yeah that laptop thing is real except they're reframing the story now to have nothing to do with the president. another lie As a reporter and columnist for the New York Post, today's guest found herself in the middle of all of it. She's written a book, Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. Uh, It documents the entire scandal and it is gross in multiple ways. Today on the Glenn Beck podcast, welcome Miranda Devine. Are you unhappy with your progressive glasses? Of course, they're progressives. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Have you ever been told to go home and just get used to your progressive uh, glasses? Yeah. Um, I have new progressive glasses that I love. I use Rodenstock. They're glasses from Better Spectacles now. Better Spectacles, a conservative American company, is now exclusively offering Rodenstock eyewear for the first time in the U.S. Rodenstock is a 144-year-old German company that has been considered the world's gold standard for glasses, Uh, and they are fantastic. The Rodenstock scientists use biometric research to measure the eye in over 7,000 points. They have taken the findings from over 1 million patients and combined them with artificial intelligence now. And the result is biometric intelligence glasses or big glasses, which give you a seamlessly natural experience that works perfectly with your brain, improves your vision, the sharpness at all distances, including up to 40 percent better at near and intermediate distance, as well as providing you with better night vision. 98% 98% of the people who have these glasses recommend them. I have them, and I cannot tell you how great the difference is. It is tremendous. BetterSpectacles.com slash Beck. Go there now. BetterSpectacles.com slash Beck. Uh, schedule a teleoptical appointment. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your home. And 61% off their progressive eyewear plus free handcrafted Rodenstock frames. Go to uh, right now. Go to betterspectacles.com slash Beck. Hi, Miranda.
0: Hi, Glenn. Great to talk
1: to you. (laughs) Good to talk to you. Um, Thank you for um, actually doing the work on all of this. Uh, Your book is... uh, tough to read at times, Um, well worth it, but it's hard to read. I got to imagine it was difficult to write and and research.
0: Look, it really was. Um, I mean, there's so much disgusting material on there, for one thing, all of Hunter's porn and and porn videos and um, so on. But Also, it's just a complete mess. And so uh, to try and dig down um, and find the gems, you know, it really was like rock mining. (laughs) You know, you you might toil for hours and then there's the diamond uh, that you find that kind of is the key to a lot of other issues. But in fact, that laptop's not enough. You need other material to add to it.
1: So let me let me start kind of where you started um, in a way you start very at the beginning uh, with compassion. And and I'd like to kind of go there. Um, Can you tell me who what happened to Hunter? I know he you know, his brother died. They were in a car accident. He was about three. You outline that very well in the book. But when does he really become uh, what is it? Cain? To the able or able to the cane. <laughs> when does he yeah. go? When does he go dark?
0: Look, um, I, I think you have to really go back to that car crash um, when he was two, his brother Bo was three. They were quite badly injured, and their mother was killed, and their baby sister. And um, at that moment, I guess Joe Biden had a choice. He could. Uh, you know, stay behind in Delaware and be the father to his now motherless boys, or he could continue on to Washington to this glittering career that he'd dreamed of and, uh, you know, just sort of fluked by a few thousand votes to become the senator for Delaware. And um, he made the choice to go to Washington. And he says that, you know, he used to come home every night and, you uh, you know, see his kids on the train for on the Amtrak, um, and his his two boys were looked after well. It seems by his sister, who really uh, worshipped, hero worshipped. Um, this is Val Biden. Hero worshipped mm. Joe, and um, gave up her career and, in fact, her first marriage broke up, I I assume, because of this, she moved into his house and was played mother to the two boys. And from what Hunter says, he was very happy and he loved her very much. And also Joe's mother uh, cared for them as well. But Joe basically did abandon them. I mean, it's a big career. He, he, even if he did come back every night, um, he was only back in time to kiss them, I'm told, you know, while they were sleeping. So they didn't really see much of their father, uh, basically lost their mother, pretty much lost their father. Mm. Um, but the real crunch for Hunter seemed to come uh, when he was about seven and Joe married Jill Biden, this uh, younger divorced schoolteacher, Um one little anecdote I'll tell you about Jill Biden. She wore a full length fur coat into a pizza joint in Delaware in Wilmington when she was dating Joe. And that was remarked upon and remembered by the the locals for a long time. Anyway, she was a sort of a younger glamorous blonde and um, she didn't really have any, um, you know, knowledge about bringing up two who were at that stage quite rambunctious little boys as boys are, at, you know, seven and eight. And, um, Hunter was particularly uh, rambunctious. His older brother, Bo, just one year and one day older than him, was the golden boy, literally the golden boy, blonde hair, um, sunny features, um, a very easygoing and easy boy to look after. Hunter was a a rather darker figure. He was, um, you know, maybe a bit ADHD. Uh, He he was um, much more impetuous and his older brother, really, Bo, looked after him. Um, But I think uh, from what Hunter says his relationship with Jill never really got off to a great start. She just didn't know how to manage him and she and Bo had a good relationship and uh, Hunter says that he always felt excluded and he also talks bitterly about how she would spend you know go off to the golf course and, and ignore him and that that little enclave, that very wealthy enclave, Greenville, uh, Delaware, it's sort of just outside of um, Wilmington, um, there were a lot of kids, teenagers uh, when they were growing up who got into drugs. And I'm told by people who went to school with um, with the, the Bidens that uh, Hunter and his sister Ashley hung out with the sort of druggy group the cool group, yeah. I guess, and um, and drugs were just rife um, and in that era. So Hunter talks in his own memoir about um, at a very young age, six or so, um, going to some function with his father, some electoral function, and um, scooting under a table and drinking vodka, I think it was, or some yeah. sort of alcohol. That was his first drunken moment. Uh, when he was 18, he was arrested by police um, for, I think it was just – I think he was smoking weed uh, anyway. And that uh, might have been weed or it might have been some other drug. But anyway, he was busted for drugs by the local police uh, when he was still at school. That um, that uh, record was uh, sort of expunged later on. Um, and uh, I think that he was sort of dabbling, but he married a very nice woman um uh, another Catholic, Kathleen, um, and uh, they had three young daughters. And he seemed to be in in that era uh, as a young married man in Washington, DC, uh, working as a lobbyist. Um, he seemed to be okay. He seemed to be sober. Uh, I know people who were friends of his at that time and um, they thought he was just a normal family guy. Um, but uh it, it, at some point, he fell off the wagon, started drinking, you know, a bottle of vodka a day, frequenting strip joints around Washington, D.C., cheating on his wife, mm-hmm. left, right, and center, and then got into crack. crack. Um, and then his marriage disintegrated and so on. But he's so, always so, had this streak.
1: Go ahead. Streak. So, so oh, no. um, w- when you're looking um, at him, uh, how does he view his... Relationship, you know, in reading some of the emails from the laptop, he, it he seems to be crying out for love and attention, which would make sense with what you just said. Um, but he also seems to resent his father, maybe, and uh, and the what he says, the role he's had to play for the family um in making the money for the family and then dad taking 50 percent of that can you go into that at all the relationship with the family and the brother and how this this i mean i really it, to me it looks like a crime family how, how does this work how what roles does everybody play
0: Well, uh, that's insightful of you because he really, uh, Hunter, was very ambivalent about his father and his brother. Um, He hero-worshipped his father and his brother. Um, He really does love them, but uh, by the same token, he really resents the fact Mm -hmm. that um, he's always been seen as the little brother trailing along behind the golden boy. Uh, Joe Biden has this sort of old-fashioned idea of the firstborn son. He was the firstborn son. Uh, Joe Biden was put on a pedestal by his family. Um, And uh, so he put Beau on a pedestal. And, you know, everybody else's role in Joe Biden's own family was to serve the great number one son. Uh, And it was the same way with Hunter Biden. He was uh, expected to you know, be at Bo's service, and the way it worked was Joe Biden and Bo Biden uh, were political. Joe uh, had great hopes as a as a you know a guy who was trying to imitate the Kennedy clan without right. the money. Um, he saw Bo Biden as his uh, you know JFK, his his golden boy, the the president who would carry the Biden legacy, and. Um, and so Beau Biden and Joe were supposed to stay squeaky clean when it came to money. And Hunter Biden was assigned the role as the bagman of the family, as the earner. So straight out of college, uh, I mean, basically Joe got him into Yale uh, Law School. Um, you know, strings were pulled straight out of there. He got him into uh, a, a grace and favour job with one of his big donors in Delaware, MBNA, a big credit card company that had benefited a lot from mm-hmm. Joe Biden's favours that he did them in the Senate. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Hunter was getting these... Uh, jobs at wildly inflated salaries. Um, and with that money, he was expected to pay and did pay uh, and was bitterly resented that he had to pay bills for the family. Uh, he paid his tuition and his brother Bo's tuition, for instance. Mm. Um, and the uh, entire extended Biden family, um, it, Hunter was uh, the rainmaker and the, he, he he got these jobs not through... Anything. I mean, his entire CV is built on uh, jobs and and deals that he only got through his father, and so that was that was the scheme. Uh, Joe would m- manipulate and um, you know his his power and influence and do favors, a lot of Tammany Hall style favor trading that he's been doing for decades, four decades in Delaware from his earliest days, and uh, the money. Um, the bribes, let's call them, the favours, uh, went to Hunter, also his brother Jim Biden, Joe, Joe's mm-hmm. younger brother Jim Biden, who also was very much at Joe's service all his adult life. Um, and also um, it wasn't always cash. I mean, it was just the, the Biden extended family lived a life of immense privilege. Uh, everything that, you know, entry into Ivy League colleges and, um, You know, judge clerkships, uh, Mm. you know, overseas postings, government sinecures, um, you name it. Whatever was there for the taking, um, they just were like in a candy shop. They would have whatever they wanted. And it's ironic then, uh, you know, hearing Joe Biden rail against white privilege on his family was the very embodiment
1: of it. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, listen up. I want you to know there is hope and it comes in the form of relief factor. Every day, I read testimonials from people all over the country who have tried Relief Factor for their pain and gotten their life back. Honestly, I didn't think it was going to work for me because, oh, I'm going to write you a prescription. Now, be careful with this. Ibuprofen 800. I couldn't get anything to reduce my pain. And honestly, Ibuprofen, I used to hear, oh, it'll, uh, shrink inflammation. It doesn't do anything for me. This however attacks inflammation from four different directions where ibuprofen only hits it once. Four different directions and I think that's why it works for me and so many other people. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor for the first 3 weeks go on to order more month after month. See if it works for you. It's 19.95 for the 3 week trial pack. It's relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. When you look at Joe Biden, because I want to come back to Hunter, um, but I want to look at his brother and Joe first, Joe and Jim. Did they grow up corrupt? I mean, where did this where did this um, seeming lack of any kind of integrity um, and and familial enrichment come from? Do you have any idea?
0: Yeah, look. There, there is so much mythology that Joe Biden has built around his family origins. And, in fact, his entire life is is a myth. Uh, and, and you see he lives in a fantasy world. Um, the lies and the plagiarism are all symptoms of that. Mm-hmm. But um, he he's done this from an early age. And I think, in part, it's because um, his father he um, talks about as, you know, this uh, – very Great. rich man who rode with the hounds and mm-hmm. you know played polo and and apparently he did. I mean he he lived in in uh, Long Island and um, uh, this is Joe Senior and uh, uh, mixed with the sort of uh, like the Great Gatsby style mm-hmm. families then, but but lived in modest circumstances and was an aspirationally a uh, social climber and that was very important to him. He dressed very well, just as Joe Biden dresses very well now. I mean, mm. Now something happened. I haven't quite got to the bottom of it. Something happened to Joe Biden, Sr. Uh, many lies have been told about it. it. It's been hidden from family folklore, but I'm told that it was something that reflected poorly on his integrity. Uh, this was a great blow to the family. Um, they uh, they had to move back in with Joe's mother's family in Scranton. Um, mm. This was the Finnegan's. And there's a, a, a fabulous black and white photo um, that I found of um, Joe's parents and uh, and his mother's parents outside this house, you know quite nice house in Scranton and they're dressed up in their sort of Sunday finest looking quite somber and respectable in you know very lace curtain Irish respectable and um, and then but there's this this very handsome, devil-may-care, um, dark, uh, tall, dark, and handsome man there, and that's Joe's father. And he's got its cheeky grin on his face, and he's holding a highball. Oh, you man. know, he's holding a drink in his hand. Um, so uh, he obviously, his, you know, he was a mischief-maker, um, he was in all sorts of trouble, um, but I guess fun and an adventure. He tried all sorts of different jobs. He had a very good job. His father got him at the local um uh dupont one of the dupont businesses um and his father was a quite senior manager and uh, so he got his son this job but obviously uh, joe senior thought this was a boring job and um it basically uprooted his wife and um you know young child and tried a few different jobs he went into business with a, a relative who had a really lucrative job uh during the war um Spray painting some sort of epoxy mm. or some sort of coating on onto marine ships, and so Joe Joe Senior could have made money there, but he wanted to move on. He started a crop dusting business in uh, Long Island and various other things, furniture business. They all collapsed,
1: with, uh, and so, with an exception of his dad's success, um, this sounds very Kennedy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Except that his father never made anything. himself, right. And he ended up uh between his legs. Um, you know, I guess wanting to get out of the in-laws house. It was quite cramped because there were other relatives there. Um, and they they moved away then and um, to Delaware and he got a job as a used car salesman. Um, but but the mythology that he built up around his own life that I guess his wife did, Joe imbibed that from an early right. age that you tell tall tales um, to make make and yourself look better.
1: And you have him in some ways, Joe Biden being uh, Joe P. Kennedy. Right. Isn't that the father, Joe Kennedy? And yes, then, yeah. then the chosen son dies And then the next son is John F. Kennedy, and he's known as a screw off in the family, but he pulls it together and and they build this empire. That's kind of what happened, except Joe just became the president instead, which Joe P. Kennedy would have done, I think, if he would have run out of sons yeah
0: i mean look i think you're looking at hunter you're saying hunter is ted kennedy really
1: yeah yeah (laughs) um
0: but really with a crack habit yeah yeah and uh, i mean joe would love our talking about him and the kennedys in the same breath because really he was obsessed by them i guess as you would be growing up in his era and as an irish catholic
1: so um so we we now have um the death of Bo, and that's 2017 right Something like that. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. I think so. Yeah. Hunter's marriage is falling apart. He's doing drugs. Everything else. Does he? Is he a good lawyer, even or good business? Is he when he's sober? Was he good at anything other than graft?
0: No, not really. Okay. I mean, look, every job he had. Was through his father, okay. and he didn't like doing this stuff. He wanted to be an artist. He wanted to be an author. I mean, he was when he first met his wife. He was, you know, reading Kerouac and sort of being a poet, hmm. and um, and he sort of had this romantic notion of himself like that. And um, but, you know, family loyalty, or I mean, he he had a role within the family, and he had to fulfill it, and um, he he. he Look, I've seen no evidence that he ever did anything that was useful. And right. his partners that I've talked to have said that he was useless. He was just the halo effect. It was just the Biden name. Um, he, he barely answered his emails. Um, and, and look, he was off his face for most of the nine right. years that the laptop covers. Um, he was pretty much continually on drugs with rehab stints in between.
1: So you have him. Um, his marriage is breaking up. He's on crack. He's cheating on his wife. They break up. With his, with his uh, sister-in-law. Oh, that happened while uh, Bo was alive?
0: Um, look, I'm not going to say that because I haven't got evidence for it. Some people say that. Um, okay. Kathleen, his uh, Hunter's ex-wife, uh, believes it, um, that they were on, uh, Hunter and um, Hallie,
1: My the, gosh.
0: The, the widow of Bo, were on within days of the funeral. Um, and they certainly were very familiar with each other.
1: Uh, you know, early on. And so he kind of wrecks her life. She ends up, she ends up doing crack, right? Yeah. And how does that one end?
0: Well, look, um, she's, she was quite sensible that they're, their relationship was almost entirely stormy and tormented. Uh, there's, you know, so many. He, he's like a, a little girl in his text exchanges with her. Um, he he's endlessly talking about his emotions and uh, how mm-hmm. how aggrieved he is. Whereas he's cheating on her, he's doing drugs, he's lying to her, and yet he's acting aggrieved with her. Um, the women in Hunter's life are boundlessly. Forgiving, uh, because I guess everybody um, falls for or believes, or I mean, it's true, really, that he's a lost little boy. Yeah, uh, lost his mother. He's sort of arrested development, obsessed mm-hmm. with his penis, always photographing it. Um, so weird. And uh, so women, I mean, you you can't help but feel that kind of maternal love for some a real broken boy who's who's in in some ways, uh, you know, a very affectionate. Um, I guess you know, there are things about him that are appealing. Um so Hallie loved him, but um, you know, it was obviously I mean there was guilt involved, right, yeah. uh, the drugs, the drugs were terrible. I mean, there's one um, email exchange or I think text exchange between Ashley Biden, who's Hunter's stepsister, who's Jill's daughter, um, and uh, the sister of uh, Hallie um, Biden, uh, who he was having an affair with. And she's gone and visited Hallie and Hunter at a house they were living in in Delaware with Hallie's children. And she's, she's just disgusted by how open their drug use is. She said, I went in there, their drug paraphernalia is everywhere, the place is a mess uh you know the mm. the drug dealers are outside you know what if the cops run uh you know a license plate search it, you know she's she's the widow of the attorney general of, of delaware which was beau um you know the the, My the gosh. Uh, he's the son of the vice president this could be a scandal you got to do something about it um and ashley herself had drug issues she was in rehab a lot but she could recognize this sort of open recklessness of the life that um that Hallie and Hunter were living at that stage. And they were living a few miles from, from Joe and Jill Biden. And that's what Ashley was saying. You know, mom and dad come over to the house and their drug paraphernalia is in open
1: sight. So what what triggers... How does this get so far out of control? So far, it seems like local Delaware and some banks and everything else. But then to to graduate to oligarchs and China and, and Moscow, you are in a different world. How do you know how does that happen? How do how do they go from? Yeah, I got my son a job and he's going to get some graft over here to an international crime family.
0: Well, I mean, Joe became vice president. That's what changed. I mean, he just internationalized this influence peddling scheme that he and his family had perfected for four decades in Delaware. And, uh, you know, now you had instead of, uh, you know, credit card companies in Delaware, you had oligarchs in Russia and you had President Xi Jinping in China and all his state-owned enterprises. And uh, I feel like the Chinese had been cultivating Joe Biden from early days. Um, He went uh, over to China as one of the first senators um, to go there on sort of an official trip and was wined and dined and came back and uh, was waxing lyrical about how wonderful the Chinese were uh, to the point where the Weekly Standard mocked him and just said, you know, what a joke it was that he was uh, you know, basically you know, a a bought up spokesman for the Chinese, for Mm. the CCP. Um, So uh, he was he was ripe for the plucking and so when um, president well, Xi Jinping became vice president um, he he sort of sought out uh, there were many meetings and president obama. Joe Biden claims uh, said to him that he should get friendly with the vice president when he was vice president. The two vice presidents to get get together, so that's why Joe Biden boasts a lot about all the hundreds mm-hmm. of hours he's had face to face with Xi Jinping. And they have known each other for a long time. And Xi Jinping is a you know chemical engineer, highly intelligent. Um, and you know he, what he made of Joe Biden's tall tales and babbling, um, who knows? But obviously he saw a weakness here, and. Um, And so there's a lot of conversation, sort of coded uh, speeches and so on, both of them that are on the public record, where Joe Biden talks often about the personal relationship and how we show each other uh, our fealty by our personal relationships and, um, you know, all this stuff, which is and and then uh, President Xi saying, well, We're going to open up China to foreign investors. And, you know, this is a time when Joe Biden is vice president with carriage for um, uh, China and obviously Russia and Ukraine as well. Um, And Obama really kind of stepped out and relinquished his responsibility to Joe Biden. And so Joe was representing the United States of America. He was, you know, the second most powerful man in the world. And he was out of his depth and easily led And also very venal. So uh, when he flew his son Hunter, the bag man, um, into uh, Beijing in 2013 um, for these high level meetings with. Um, President Xi Jinping and the, the top CCP members, uh, Joe Biden, um, when Hunter walked up down the steps of Air Force Two, it was crystal clear to the Chinese what was happening. Mm. Um, you know, I've said this before, but it was, this was, uh, you know, American power come to do private business. Um, Hunter Biden was recognised by the Chinese as what they call a princeling because, you know, in these countries, you don't pay the bribe to the top right. official. You pay it to their son or their daughter. And so Hunter came with the imprimatur of Joe. Joe uh, went into a private meeting and shook hands with his uh, new business partner who was tipping him into 10% of this private equity fund, BHR, um, that ended up having $2.5 billion of yeah, funds it, under management.
1: It's important, I think, to point out that Even Goldman Sachs didn't have this. No one had a deal like Hunter Biden did. No one did. And he had no experience in this. No. Very good point. Exactly. So what is the first of all? Well, let me ask this first. What did the Chinese get out of this? Is there anything? Because this is this the word game I'm hearing now. A Joe didn't know anything about it. And there's no record of any tit for tat. There's no record of any favors being done for the Chinese.
0: Well, I mean, it's just corruption. You know, you corrupt uh, the future president of the United States um, and you have blackmail opportunities. You don't even have to outright blackmail, just uh, gently you know, press your case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you if you own the guy that you have corrupted effectively. Right. And so, I don't know. I can't read inside Joe Biden's mind whether he is compromised. Uh, but, I mean, certainly, you know, any um, reading of corruption anywhere in the world, um, this would be when it. the – the son of a top official is given millions of dollars, um, that person is compromised. I mean, Uh that's why there are rules against it. Right. So um, I don't know. And it's the same thing with uh, Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Also, millions of dollars went from those countries and oligarchs there into the coffers of the Biden family and their associates. Um, I mean, we have the receipts for those, and Senators Johnson and Grassley have been, like, posting them up in Congress uh, for the last few weeks. And their their inquiry was – their investigation was brilliant. They had, um, you know, the financial trail, the money trail that only they could get uh, from the Treasury Department of these suspicious activity reports. Again, millions of dollars flowing into Biden and associate uh, bank accounts. So, um, it's just – it's not a question of whether the money came in and it's not a question of whether Joe Biden is implicated um, because it's his son. But there is also evidence on the laptop that he financially benefited, that Hunter Biden uh, and Joe Biden's finances were co-mingled uh, well, in did you know,
1: extraordinary ways. The extraordinary um, uh, email that always hits me, and I don't know if it's true or not, but he said, you know, you guys haven't had to do all this dirty work of dad. I'm the one doing it. And then I'm the one that has to pay 50 percent or whatever the percent was to dad. Is that true or is that just the writings well, of a drug addict?
0: Well, I can't I couldn't find evidence that he paid 50 percent to dad, which is what he said. But I did find evidence of payments to dad, but also just they had shared bank accounts. They had shared debit card, mm-hmm. debit accounts. Um, Which you is know, illegal. Money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and money would come in to uh, you know, like th- there's a tax refund check for Joe that went into one of their shared bank accounts, and there's discussion there about what to do with it. Um, you know, hunters business partner, Eric Schwerin, kind of ran all his tax and and covered for him when he was off on a bender. Um, He was also helping Joe Biden with his mortgage and and had access to his accounts. And, you know, I I mean, there's just uh, this, the Delaware Grand Jury uh, and the investigators there you know all they have to do is pull on some threads they've got access to those bank accounts um i know they've subpoenaed bank accounts to do with um hunter biden and jim biden and some of their partners Mm -hmm. including eric schwerin um so they they know all this uh it doesn't take much to lead to the president
1: throughout the whole world the leading cause of death is abortion in the U.S., murder has become a wholesale business since Roe v. Wade. We've killed over 63 million children. Nearly 25% of pregnant mothers don't choose life. That's remarkable. Well, the Ministry of Preborn and Blaze Media are proud to partner to help rescue 50,000 babies from abortion in 2022. Can you imagine? Is there anything, that, anything better than this? Preborn is the direct competition to Planned Parenthood. It's the largest provider of free ultrasounds. That's the magic sauce. When you let a woman see her baby on ultrasound and hear the heartbeat, she's 80 percent more likely to choose life for her baby. So Preborn partners with clinics, the highest abortion rate cities all across the country. I'd like to see them in Every city, wherever there is a chance somebody's going to have an abortion, they need to be there. But let's start with just saving the babies in some of these big cities. Preborn has a passion to save unborn babies from abortion and bring people to Christ. Preborn centers counseled over 450,000 women who have been considering abortion and 188,000 babies have been saved. Will you help rescue the baby's life? donate dial pound 250 say the keyword baby pound 250 keyword baby or go to preborn.com slash Glenn tell me the most disturbing non-sexual I don't I don't I mean I think that says a lot about him but it's not the important stuff Um, tell me the most disturbing thing you saw from the son of the president of the United States What's the one thing that people could hang their hat on and go, yeah, uh, this family should not be anywhere near power?
0: Well, look, I think the most shocking, the most shocked I was, and then I had to actually push myself away from the computer and just go for a walk and clear my head because I could not believe it. Um, And, you know, I verified it with. Other people outside the laptop, because a laptop is not a, not enough mm-hmm. uh, to to put this jigsaw puzzle together. Uh, you need Tony Bobolinsky's material, Chuck grasley's uh, mm-hmm. J- and Ron Johnson's material, and so on. But what I was shocked by was um, the the final deal, uh, that they were doing in this joint venture with CEFC, this Chinese energy company, which is not just a company. It is the capitalist arm um, of the CCP's Belt and Road Initiative, Correct. President Xi's pet project, which is uh, basically for world domination. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, This Belt and Road project moves in, buys up infrastructure in poor companies the poor countries lends them uh, huge amounts of money that they can never debt traps
1: that they could never they pay can back. Never. Right.
0: No. So China then owes them. And that's all about China uh, superseding America as the world's economic superpower. So so this is a you know, this is a, a an like this is an act of war, really economic war against right. um, the United States and the Biden family. Hunter, Jim and Joe are uh, joint venture partners with CEFC. Now, to be fair, this is after Joe Biden has left the vice presidency. Oh. But for the last two years, but but also for the last two years of his vice presidency, they, the Hunter and his partners have been doing work, uh, opening doors, using his name uh, for the Belt and Road Initiative for CEFC around the world, Romania and Kazakhstan and places. Um, and so the payments they got were made after Joe stepped down as vice president, but they were for work they did while he was vice president. So, you know, they were canny like that. But, but anyway, the, the shocking thing was when I found that there was a deal that was being done between President Xi Jinping and uh, Vladimir Putin for China to buy a big chunk of Rosneft, which is the Russian state-owned energy company, and that was a deal that was being brokered by Cefc on behalf of President Xi. This would have been, this would have shaken, uh, you know, the geopolitical uh, power structure. Uh, it would have been terribly damaging for the United States. Um, this was. China and Russia getting into bed together, reluctantly on Putin's part. He didn't really want to do that, but he was forced to because there were some really punitive sanctions placed on Russia after the downing of MH17 over Ukraine, remember? Mm-hmm. I mean, this, these these countries all come back again. And um, that was the roots of, of the problem. And so he was forced into the arms of President Xi, who's obviously his country is energy poor. He's desperate for energy. Um and so this deal, um, the biggest deal China had ever done, um, you know, I can't remember the, the value, but it was you know over a billion dollars. Um, and and you know, Hunter Biden knew about it and was talking, gossiping about it with people on what with you know Bob Linsky and so on on WhatsApp messages. He knew that Putin and um, and and Xi were going to meet. Uh, one of their business partners at CEFC, Director Zhang, uh, posted a photograph of himself negotiating part of this deal with Vladimir Putin and a judo uh, competition in Japan. Um, And this was all uh, Jim Biden, who's this bumbling fool, Hunter Biden, who's this crackhead. They're right in the middle of this just mind blowing, um, power deal between Russia and China that would have affected our national security uh, unbelievably. And so that was uh, bad enough. But also when you realise that Joe Biden's intention was to um, get, you know, go into business uh, as part of CEFC America, they were starting up a branch of this Belt and Road initiative in, uh, in Hunter's office in Georgetown and he got nameplates made for his father and for him and it was guy go- and also one of the Chinese guys and it, it the nameplate said CFC America he got keys made for his dad his mother and various other people for this office now the only reason CFC America never got off the ground was because CFC collapsed when the Southern District of New York arrested mm-hmm. uh, one of the CFC people Patrick ho and um, at JFK and that led to President Xi obviously panicking. So the the chairman of CFC, Hunter's great mate, Chairman Yi, um, who had an apartment penthouse in limestone, Jesus here in Manhattan that Hunter used to go over to all the time, and Chairman Yi would cook him dinner. And um, he was he, Chairman Yi was in China, summoned to China, disappeared, uh, believed murdered. Mm. Hunter certainly believes he was murdered. Um, CFC collapsed. Uh, China had to pay Russia two hundred million dollars compensation for that. Rosneft deal that blew up, um, and and that was it. And and this was all, I think, because the Trumps were, you know, Donald Trump was in. Um, he his uh, attorney general at the time, Jeff Sessions, had issued this memo to to all, all the DAs, uh, you know, including the Southern District, um, that they uh, they had to concentrate now on stopping, you know, China. Chinese corruption of business and so on in America. So uh, whether that was wrapped into the Southern District's desire to go and wrap up Patrick Hove, of it he was corrupting um, United Nations people, um, who knows? But but the fact is that that thing collapsed, and so the deal never went ahead. But Hunter still got um, you know there's there's evidence of about um, thirteen million dollars that came into the coffers of Hunter and his various business partners.
1: You know, I've I've learned something dealing with the left a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times they self-diagnose what they accuse someone of (laughs) doing. It's usually like, oh, okay, that's what you're doing. Um, Yeah. And the the Trump allegations, especially that they go back to Ukraine, is mind boggling because everyone seemed to be using that as a piggy bank money laundering machine. I don't know, but it it was the corruption from the United States. There was big business and Joe and his son were a big part of it.
0: Yeah. And the Clintons
1: and the Clintons. Um, Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. The chutzpah of the Democrats to turn around the corruption that was going on with the Bidens in Ukraine and turn it back on Donald Trump who you know? Sure, I mean he was clumsy in the way he went about asking the questions of Zelensky to try and dig right. into the corruption. But you know, so what? Um, that that wasn't anywhere near the the malfeasance that was going on. And and <clears throat> people in the State Department who actually <clears throat> testified against Donald Trump in his. Um, mm-hmm impeachment um they were they had previously behind the scenes been voicing their concerns about hunter um earning you know a million dollars a year from this corrupt energy company burisma while joe as vice president is flying frequently into kiev and giving these thundering speeches about corruption lecturing them about getting rid of corruption and you know a guy called Amos Hochstein, who is a mid-level guy at the at the State Department, um, actually went to Joe in his office and said to him face to face, "This is a problem, and the Russians are using the fact your son is on this the board to just undermine the U.S. attempts at uh, corruption and to paint us as uh, you know as bad as as everyone else." Uh, and uh, he also he, nothing happened. He also buttonholed. the vice president on Air Force Two on the way to Kiev one time. Again, nothing happened except that Joe told Hunter that to contact Amos Hochstein and have a cup of coffee with him, which he did. They went Mm -hmm. and had a cup of coffee near the White House. Uh, Amos Hochstein uh, testified to the johnson Grassley inquiry that um, he didn't say to Hunter that he should step off the board of uh, Burisma because he didn't think it was his role to to do that, but um, he made it crystal clear that this was a problem for the United States and our interests. Uh, But Hunter did not uh, step off the board until the very last minute of his father's campaign, so he earned $4 million. Um, And, you know, it was, I mean, I always come back to, in terms of what Joe Biden is like as a father, because he's always Mm -hmm. portraying himself as this great father, a great family man. What father puts his Right. drug addicted son in front of an unaccountable torrent of cash. Uh, you know, that was when Hunter even says in his memoir that when the Burisma money started coming in, $83,000 a month plus, um, that was when the temptation to get back, fall off the wagon got overwhelming for him.
1: I, I have to tell you, I, I think the one of my problems with the Biden family is, a. As an alcoholic, you just destroyed your son, okay? You did everything wrong, okay? Um, And then on top of it, the family, when dad, I mean, I don't mean this with any malice, honestly, I don't. Dad is embarrassed, embarrassing right now. He is not up to the task. And, you know, let's say there's no corruption. the guy had a distinguished career and you're going to let him go out like this. And it doesn't seem like the family has even had a speed bump on that idea. Or I'd be ashamed if my family, when I got to that point in my life, take the keys away from dad. OK, it's time. It's time. Does that make sense to you? There doesn't seem to Absolutely. be any real familial protection of anything other than money or name
0: yeah money and power all the perks yeah. that office brands, right which they all sucked at that uh that generous tub um yeah but look joe biden was desperate to be president again um you know i i, I there were there were sort of family conferences about it and uh you know i mean hunter and a few of the others were worried because it was going to put the pressure on them, mm-hmm. um, but they supported his father. I, I think Jill Biden is the one. I mean, where was she right. when Obama came to the White House and Joe is wandering around being snubbed by the mm-hmm. mean girls, Barack Obama and, right. and Kamala Harris? Um, where was she? Because Kamala Harris's husband was there, the, the second gentleman. He was trailing around ready to rescue Kamala if she needed it. No one was there. Where were Joe's staff? Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm a great critic of Joe Biden for everything that he's done. I mean, I think he's compromised America's national security. He's hopelessly venal. Um, but uh, I, I felt sorry for him. So, and also, you don't treat the president of the United States like this. Right. This is a humiliation for the whole country.
1: So, you know, I look at as an alcoholic, um, you look back at things that you've done and and if you're honest you would look back and say okay did i do that kind of subconsciously to sabotage myself um because subconsciously i know i'm completely out of control and i want to stop um mm-hmm. is that why it i mean is there a chance that's why that laptop was left i mean it was is was there ever any cry for help on this or is it just the guy is completely out of control and the secret service aren't going to stop him the government's not going to stop it it's just do it until it burns itself to the ground
0: well look i you know if you take a freudian reading of uh, hunter abandoning his laptop in that MacBook repair shop in Delaware in April of 2019, just a few days before his father announces his last ditch attempt to run for president. Um, you know, the timing itself uh, is suspect, but also, if you know, as I do, um, the, the events leading up to that Hunter was raging against his father and the entire family. He felt they were disrespecting him here. He had spent 30 years earning money for them, um, he was now in dire straits. Um, his business had collapsed, he was broke, um his life was just a disaster and they were treating him uh like he was an embarrassment and trying to airbrush him out of the picture he was particularly incensed by a Maureen Dowd column that had obviously been backgrounded by if not Joe but I mean Maureen's his favorite columnist uh as Hunter said um or at least his staff uh basically saying that Hunter's just a a hopeless mess um we just need to you know ignore him Hunter was infuriated by that and um You know, Mm. really uh, kind of was manipulating his father. And now that there was no bow around, manipulating his father um, to get his attention and get him under his control, really. Hunter is very intelligent, much more intelligent than Joe Biden.
1: So um, if you had to and I know this is a pure guess, but um, I've never seen a president be this compromised going in and everybody knows it. Um, Everybody knew that that laptop was at least partially true. Um, Everybody uh, covered it up, covered for it. No, even Hunter, though, knew this is going to this is going to explode in our face, I think. So if they go after Hunter and he's facing real prison time, I don't have the sense that. He's not going to squeal on his dad. He'll pull. He seems to be the kind of guy that will pull all these people in that have been right alongside him. So does does Joe ever face justice? Does Hunter face justice? And what do the family dynamics tell you on how they're going to handle that?
0: I don't really see Hunter shopping his father, to tell you the truth. Um, I think he'll rely on his father using what power he has, which is a lot, um, to pardon him and to uh, just pull strings and make sure that he's okay. Um, I think that, yes, um, there's so much evidence, um, you know, whether it be tax evasion, money laundering, foreign lobbying, um, violations – the grand jury is looking at. We know that the grand jury has been asking witnesses who is the big guy. um, And we know that the big guy is Joe Biden. So they are pulling the the threads that would lead them to the president. Um, Whether they stop before they get there, um, you know, who knows. But I feel that Hunter is going to rely on a pardon and Joe Um, We'll wait. We'll try and push it out as long as he can to to the end of his presidency, whether that be at the 24 election or before. Uh,
1: Let me switch topics. I saw a I saw a video uh, today of Joe Scarborough, who I was shocked (laughs) that he still had his own show, but apparently it's still on MSNBC. And um, he was saying how horrible this is about Facebook and Twitter and how they buried this story. Well, we, huh. went, we went back in the archives and found him ranting and raving about how evil the post is and how all of these conservatives knew exactly what they were doing. And this is all Russian propaganda. The, the media is, I mean, shocking how brazen they are, and how stupid they must think we are um, but let's go into the media a bit. You were there you you were pulled into this um, what did you think when you first saw that the laptop existed? How skeptical what what happened? Tell me the backstory
0: well um I was just at home in Uh, Manhattan late one night and um, I get a text message from Bob Costello who's Rudy Giuliani's lawyer Mm -hmm. uh, and you know a serious lawyer I mean he was deputy criminal head of the criminal division of the southern district of New York so this guy has a mind like a steel trap and very credible so he sends me um, I think it was four or five photographs from the laptop And he says, uh, I have something to talk to you about. Um, This is just to show you. He said, there's tens of thousands of images and documents. Um, You know, would you be interested in some of course? The next day, have a conversation with him and also with Rudy Giuliani. At that stage, they had had um, the hard drive um, since end of August. uh, And we're talking now um, the beginning of October and um, they had done their due diligence on the material as far as they could um, on, on the hard drive, had satisfied themselves, both hardcore investigators themselves Um, forensic lawyers, um, and they had satisfied themselves that it was real. Um, Sort of at the end of their process, they brought Steve Bannon in and asked him for some help on the Chinese side of it. Um, But they had enough and they had found what they believed to be a number of crimes. And so they sort of itemised them in these long conversations. They itemised about the top five um, emails, evidence of uh, Joe Biden being involved in Hunter Biden's business dealing, something he'd been telling um, mm-hmm. the American public throughout the campaign that he knew nothing about, um, and and various other um, things. So, um, And then my excellent colleague um, Emma-Jo Morris uh, just did the reporting on it and you know basically fact-checked it, um, contacting other recipients of the emails to verify they're true. Um, we sent a reporter down to Delaware to the MacBook repair shop where John Paul MacIsaac um, it, you know, we, we interviewed him, and uh, unfortunately, his his name got, or his address or something, um, was so leaked sad. out, and so so sad, so him. sad. His, like, yeah, but he, he'll be okay. Um, he's got a book good. coming out now, so oh, good. that'll that'll yeah. And he's he's just a wonderful man, a real hero, one of the great heroes of this story. I agree. Um, and so. So anyway, then, then um, you know, Emma Jo did all her work and the editors and the lawyers were satisfied uh, that we could go with it. And so kaboom, um, we hit the button. And on October 14, the first story, which was basically around an email that we'd verified, you know, every which way, um, which was from a Barisma executive to Hunter, thanking him for uh, introducing him to his father in Washington, D.C. Uh, the night before. And... Um, you know, that's all we knew at the time. But we, the White House uh, just pretended that this hadn't happened. Joe Biden went to ground immediately within hours of that story um, going up online. Facebook and Twitter censored it. And Twitter, in fact, locked down the New York Post account for the next two weeks until a few days before the election. Yeah. And the rest of the media ignored it. And then uh, five days later came The dirty 51 letter from the 51 Mm -hmm. top former um, intelligence people, without looking at the laptop, they declared it was Russian disinformation. Two days after that, obviously, it was designed specifically as a partisan political document for Joe Biden to take into his final debate against Donald Trump and uh, use it to rebut the obvious attack trump was going to make and that's exactly what happened and uh it, joe biden just waved this you know letter around and said um you know this is basically the intelligence community is saying that that's just garbage it's russian disinformation so, you're making it up
1: can you help me miranda if if i'm lied to and i put my name out there um i'm really pissed off as a journalist if my sources are telling me something and i I realize you knew the whole time. I'm really pissed off, but it doesn't seem like any journalist that was involved in this is upset by what they did um, and how they covered for this guy. So I'm left with they all knew, they just. They wanted Joe Biden to win, and so they would do whatever they wanted. Is there any journalist that you have met that is like, you know what, I'm pissed and I want this settled. I want the truth to come out.
0: No. And and they're not acting like it anyway, because the stories that they're writing now say, oh, yeah, you know, we verified the laptop, the emails and so on. Um, And and so now they're just saying laptop's real. But at the same time, they're shaping the narrative again, according to the White House line. And they're saying, yeah, Hunter was a bad guy. Maybe, you know, maybe Jim was a bad guy, but it's got nothing to do with Joe Biden. You saw Ron Klain run that line uh, with um, you know Stephanopoulos on ABC on Sunday, um, and it's curious that he would make that statement because it is such an intervention in um, the U.S. attorney in Delaware's investigation. Because what Ron Klain is saying, straight from the White House, straight from you know the U.S. attorney David Weiss's boss um, or his boss's boss <laughs> uh, in the White House, is uh, that guy that you're investigating, Hunter Biden, he's innocent. And, oh, don't even think about going near Joe Biden because he had nothing to do with it. Like, you know, it's just wrong. And so that's the line that Washington Post, New York Times, CNN and everyone else is running as well.
1: So I, I is there are we really that void of people in positions, the Secret Service, the Justice Department? I mean, they had the laptop. Long before you saw the laptop, there was no one that came out and said, even anonymously, that would be willing to come out and say, this is a lie or this is very dangerous. There was. Are we that void of honor in the Secret Service and in justice?
0: Uh, look, I don't know. It is really curious. Obviously, we know the malfeasance at the top of the FBI. We know that people like John Brennan, um, Leon Panetta, you know, James Clapper, Michael Hayden, these people signed that letter. Every one of that those 51 intelligence people who signed that letter um, is suspect. I mean, they used the authority of their former high office to wade in and and interfere with the election, basically, on behalf of Joe Biden, because it was this existential threat. Donald Trump was... Uh, a threat to everything, they felt that they could traduce Mm. their own standards, uh, destroy the credibility of the CIA and the FBI, uh, the NSA and so on, um, because that was it was so important to make sure that Trump didn't win the election. Everybody corrupted themselves over Donald Trump. They went mad.
1: Can you give me some hope? Uh, You know, then again. uh, Let me just make up my own hope and not have you answer that question. I'm not sure I want the response. Thank you so much for being on uh, with us. I really appreciate it, Uh, Miranda. The name of the book is The Laptop from Hell. Just a reminder, I'd love you to rate and subscribe to the podcast and pass this on to a friend so it can be discovered by other people.